You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. IRIS, trusted by over 120,000 organizations, from FTSE 100 companies to micro-businesses. Around here with the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network and in a continued series that we're doing to review 2022 and look at 2023. I'm thrilled to have with me today from Iris Software, it's Steve Cox. Hello, Steve. Hey, Rob, how you doing? We're doing fantastic. Steve, you've been on the show before. Our regular listeners will know who you are. Just for those that don't, tell us briefly about your world. Yeah, certainly. So I have worked in the industry for over 20 years. For all of that, I've worked at Iris as well. Qualified accountant, done a multitude of different roles, but ultimately my role as head of market insights is looking at the professions, accountancy and others, and looking at what's going on, what accountants need to do to improve and hit their own goals, but also to look at what's coming around the corner and look at the future years as well and help to guide people as to how they can seize it as an opportunity. We're emerging from the pandemic now, end of 2022, looking at 2023. How would you sum up the year generally for the accounting world? Any surprises, any key findings from you? Yeah, do you know what? I, someone asked me the other day, how would you sum up 2022 in one word? And my answer was roller coaster. <laughs> Very good. That's how it's been, it's just been up and down. We came off the back of COVID. And so suddenly everybody was available to go back into the offices. Don't get me wrong. A lot of firms I've spoken to have been back in their offices for a long time. But one of the first dips, if you like, in the roller coaster that they saw was the dynamic and ultimately the culture of businesses had changed internally for accountants from where a lot of staff had gotten used to working from home, breaking those habits that they'd formed of being able to work at different times and being able to kind of almost plan their diary around their personal lives rather than having to plan it around their work lives has changed the shift in the, the kind of the resources that most firms have seen and for some that's been a great thing it's been really good for them to kind of get that work-life balance back but for others and certainly for like the managing partners and managers it's become a more of a headache to try and make sure they've got the right resources working on the right things at the right times because as we all know for clients they will come in with their workload on their timescales rather than on the timescales that most accountants and bookkeepers would really want it so it becomes a real uh, struggle to make sure that there's enough fuel in the tank to drive the, the accountancy car when it's needed. What kind of shape generally do you feel the accounting profession is in, Steve, as we emerge from the pandemic? In a really good position. And the reason why I say that is something that's been happening for years. That accountants have been saying, oh, my clients don't value the services that I provide. And off the back of the pandemic, what we saw was clients reaching out to their accountants and bookkeepers saying, I need your help proactively reaching out going please help but not just around financial matters around a wealth of other areas as well but that cemented the accountant as this true advisor for their clients not just about doing their compliance or their books actually as someone to turn to to ask strategic questions of importance so what that has done is that's kind of put the accountant on the right pedestal to say look i am here to help and this is how i can help the thing that we've really, as a whole profession, have got to do is kind of jump on that, not just an opportunity, but that new position and new status is to say, let's not revert back to the old ways of then going back to being um, reactive rather than proactive. Clients are listening and now value more than ever 
the advice that's being given. It might be a case that some clients still just want to know their compliance. They just want the accounts, they just want their tax, their payroll and things like that done. But what it has done is it, it's opened a lot of clients up to the realization that, oh, they can do more for me and can suggest some real important changes that could make my life better. So I think as we've emerged from the pandemic, accountants are better placed than ever to help their clients, despite the various challenges that they've been going through. So if you put a, a school teacher hat on you now, how would you grade the profession over the last year or so? Over the last year, ultimately, I would say that uh, there, there's definitely been some improvement. So uh, I, I've got young kids, so I can give you kind of like the, the gradings that they kind of get, the, <laughs> which is the you have a below average, then you've got the uh, within, then you've got the securely within, then you've got exceeding, and then you've got exemplary. For me, accountants will get different scores, but on the whole, I would say that everybody is now securely within, with quite a growing number that are actually exceeding. And that, for me, is kind of the green shoots we've been waiting to see for a long time. Yes, we've had some trailblazers and pathfinders for a long time in our accountancy industry, but they've only been a few. Now, it feels like we're getting a lot more. And I think if I was to be asked, what, what's the one thing that's kind of put that down to? I think it's a change of mindset. The pandemic, whilst it had its flaws and there was a lot of negativity off the back of it and a lot of negative impact, the positive one has been it's forced people to think more digitally. And we're seeing more firms digitizing themselves and their firms and their clients. Despite whether MTD happens or not, they're still doing it. And that is opening up new ways of working for them and actually giving them new ways to provide help to their clients. What have we learned about the software fintech vendor world serving the accounting profession in the last year or so, Steve? For me, obviously being one of those vendors, a huge amount of uh, investment put into the future. And what a lot of people saw and thought during the pandemic was, well, the vendors are just trying to cover their rent back trying to continue to sell during this period. Actually, what a lot of the vendors, because we all talk, what a lot of the vendors have all done is now go through and spend that time when they weren't out on the road, when they weren't out talking to clients, spend the time almost looking inwards and going, right, how do we speed up our own development? How do we focus what we're doing to make sure that actually we're focusing on the new challenges for clients and ultimately investing in the future? We've seen at the in this year, obviously, we've backed face-to-face -face events, started with Accountex London. Obviously, we've had Accountex North. We've had more recent um, Accounting Web Live and a number of other events that have been going on. Other countries and shows are available with our international Indeed. podcast. Yeah. Accountex over in Canada quite recently as well wealth of other ones that have been going through overall what we have seen is that not only have the existing vendors come out with new ways of working new solutions and the bulk of those have been in cloud developments but what we're also seeing is a number of new vendors coming up who have seen a particular problem and have gone right i'm going to use the new technology it's ready to go and get my hands on so i'm going to go and develop that and then bring it to market and what they've been doing is they've been doing that during this kind of covid hibernation period for vendors and have suddenly come out there and gone ta-da we've got something new for you and we're seeing that not just in the traditional areas of where new vendors would come in which is around the kind of the added value and advisory pieces actually new vendors coming to compliance which historically people have said has been too hard to break into the real underlying thing is cloud and most vendors now are actively out there going and saying look cloud's the way forwards here's our roadmap but importantly, here's what we've already delivered. I know from an Irish point of view, here in the UK, as well as over in the US and North America, it's cloud all the way. And we've got 
loads of new products that have just been launched more on the way and the proofs in the pudding with what we've already launched to show that that's working there are other vendors both uk and in the us as well as across both for international that are doing similar things as well so we're starting to see a real kind of trend to cloud accelerating than we've ever seen before and on the back of that steve have we seen more collaboration between vendors yes there may be some overlaps in competition but are they playing nicely in the same sandpit and sharing APIs and, and sharing maybe even R&D, or are they keeping themselves to themselves? Most are sharing. And it's kind of like when you think about your kids, right? That You ask them to share the toys and kids don't normally listen, but the vendors are. Vendors are sharing their toys and they're now going, look, I've got this data for these clients. You have similar sets. Wouldn't it be great if we were able to transfer that data between the two through these APIs. A lot of the vendors will talk regularly. We hold our own meetings to be able to talk and say, look, this is what we're doing. Here's how we can help clients. And actually, we're seeing a number of new partnerships coming off the back of that. Iris is working with Dex for receipt digitization, as well as kind of like data extraction here in the UK and over in the US. We're working with them around how does all of that kind of go into our elements platform, our, our fully SaaS platform as well. But also, we're seeing a lot of other vendors take Sage as an example. Over in the US, there's a lot of consolidation of their technology going on and they're acquiring as well. But suddenly that's becoming all under almost one platform. In the UK, very similar as well. There's a drive to bring different solutions together for the betterment of mutual customers rather than just for an individual vendor's own goals. So overall, report on 2022. What lessons have we learned about what succeeded and failed, would you say? I think what we have definitely learned is that the accountancy industry is not only recession-proof, but it is also pandemic-proof. number of new accountancy firms in the UK and bookkeeping firms that have incorporated and have set themselves up in the last two years, let alone this year, has gone through the roof. We are seeing more people entering this profession because they see it as a secure profession to be within. So the future's bright, the future's accountancy. The other things that we've learned has been that actually cloud technology is now at a point where it's mature enough to start doing some of the heavy lifting, not just for the simple stuff, but now for the more complex stuff as well. And the, the the thing that we are definitely seeing is that a number of vendors are now opening up their plans and saying, here's what we're doing and are being transparent about that. And if you haven't heard from your vendor, I would strongly suggest that you do speak to them and say, right, show me where the future is. The bits where people have failed, though, is where they've tried to go it alone. And we've seen this across accountancy firms and where we've seen it with other vendors as well. It's the... The world has started to change. And certainly with accountants, they're struggling with trying to close the talent and skills gap. But actually, do you need to sometimes? Can you not work together with another accountancy firm to start to share the workloads? Because there'll be great things that you and your team are good at, and another firm will be actually better at other areas. So why would you not start to share those skills between you for the mutual benefit of your clients? And the same is being done within the vendor world. More and more opening of APIs is coming up. More and more sharing of data and intelligence for the mutual benefit of the profession as a whole. It's going to be interesting to see if accountants can play nicely together with the same client base. That, that will be good. So let's look ahead to 2023, Steve. Let's start with the main challenges that are coming up for accountants and firms. What's on your agenda? The number one for me is all around talent and resources. We have seen this, I'm not going to say it as a talent drought, but it's almost like a thinning of talent. And what do I mean by that? It, there are more people 
working within the profession than ever. But what we're seeing is that they're being spread more thinly over the number of businesses and firms that they represent as accountancy and bookkeeping firms. That means that rather than it becoming more competitive for your clients, it's actually becoming more competitive to get the good staff in and even harder to retain them. This skills gap and talent gap now has become more of a competitive nature piece than anything else. What a lot of firms have kind of recognized that they need to do next year is twofold. Is one, consider do they need to have those skills in-house or could they outsource them to another firm or to an outsourcing or an insourcing firm who could do the work probably for a less cost. The second thing that firms have also said is on their agenda for 2023 is productivity. They've spent the last couple of years trying to survive during the COVID pandemic. And 2022 has been no different than that. They've kind of been bouncing back, but it's still been more survive than thrive. 2023, most firms are optimistic and they've gone, right, we've been away for a couple of years. I need to know how I can improve my firm. How can I improve productivity? If I can't hire, I still need to drive my bottom line. I still need to work out how I can be more productive. And what they're doing is they're speaking with other firms around their experiences, but also coming and speaking to their providers and to their governing bodies and institutes to help them with their guidance to go, right, this is how you can get the most out of what you've already got rather than have to go play with something new. Doing more with less is certainly the, the mantra for 2023. So where do you feel the big opportunities are for firms next year? If you'd asked me this maybe a week ago, in the UK, I'd have probably said getting prepared for MTD. But given the recent rumour mill that's going around about MTD being delayed, I don't think that's going to be an opportunity for 2023 anymore, if I'm brutally honest. This is making tax digital for our international listeners. And it's just been deferred again by the government here in the UK for another couple of years, Steve, right? Yeah, so the current rumour is that instead of it being 2024 when the mandate would be, it would be 2026. That kind of comes as a welcome relief to a number of businesses, but also at the same time, a real kind of shock from a number who have been prepared for this. So rather than being the major opportunity that the majority of firms in the UK would have seen, the majority of firms are now switching gears to go, right, if it's not a case, I've got to go focus on digitizing my clients' records. Now it's more around how can I go and improve their business, taking the insights that they've already learned, utilizing the new technology or the new functions that they've just learned about in their existing software and applying it to their clients to say, look, if you work closely with me, I can help improve your business. And here's some examples of that. So what they're doing is looking at cash flow. They're looking at during the, the cost of living crisis as well, how they can improve the costs for people as much as anything else. And I think that's where the major opportunity is. People are feeling it globally in their pockets personally and professionally and accountants can really help with the opportunity to help them to not penny pinch but actually reassign where those costs are and work out is there a better way of spending that money and some accountants will some accountants won't that's what separates the good ones from the great ones exactly so in 2023 where do you think some firms might pull away what are they going to need to do to separate themselves from the pack what we have already seen on the back end of 2022 and will continue into 2023 is those firms that have gone i want to uh, grow organically through my existing firm but the ones that are really starting to separate away from the pack are those that are also considering inorganic growth in other words buying another firm or client. This isn't just a UK thing. This is things that are happening internationally as well, not just in the US, but away from that as well. We're seeing this across Europe. We're seeing it over in Asia as well, where firms are now going, do you know what? We've had a bit of a slow growth over the COVID period. I need to get back to growth plans. I can accelerate that inorganically by acquiring other firms. And now's probably the best time to do that because a lot of people out there are going, 
I've, I've had a hard time over the last couple of years. I'm worn out. Actually, it might be time to get someone else to do this. And so we're certainly seeing more firms than ever are open to that conversation. But we're also seeing new sources of funds being available. Certainly in the UK, we are seeing private equity being poured into the accountancy profession to bolster up the funds to go and acquire other firms. There used to only be a handful of big consolidators in the UK. We're now seeing that as tens, almost hundreds of consolidators of various sizes that are either paying for it out of their own profits, go into private equity, or are looking at alternative funds. And there are a number of alternative fund providers, certainly one in the UK, Swoop, who have just helped to uh, to, to sort the, the funding for another big acquisition in the UK. So those that are pulling away are doing so with two horses, an organic and an inorganic horse. So what about the firms that can't change or won't change, or they're a bit complacent, or they've got a, a partner comp model that has a rigid structure and uh, change is just going to be very difficult. What will happen to them? If they make no changes and to do, as we talk about in the UK, the Ronsell approach, just do what they've always done and do what it says on the tin, then what they're going to see is their profits erode. Prices are still going up. Costs of labour are going up. The cost of electricity, let alone anything else, and rates overall are going up. You don't look at how you're doing the services for your clients and look at how you can operationalise them better, how you can look to increase your productivity to counter and hopefully exceed some of these increasing costs. Those firms will find their, their actual client list and their whole firm smaller. They'll find it less profitable. That pension pot that they think they've got in a few years' time when they're going to retire will not be worth the same as it is today. So actually focusing on productivity now and how you can get the most out of what you've got without spending more is step one. Step two is how much can I go and digitize my firm and ultimately automate it using technology because we know that firms who are more digitized and their clients are more digitized will get a higher value for their client list than those that haven't. So ultimately it's a two-step process, even for those that don't want to change or want to continue on the steady path. The only way that they'll be able to succeed with their goals is still to look inwards as to how they can do it. And what about your world, Steve, the vendors, the support ecosystem for the accounting profession? What's coming up for you guys? 2023 is probably going to be, it's certainly within an Irish world, one of the most exciting years that I've seen in my 20 plus years with this business. The reason for that is that We've done a load of hard work in building cloud solutions over a number of years, but we've gone beyond that. No longer are we just building SaaS applications. We've actually built a cloud platform. Now, there's a distinction between uh, an individual product as a SaaS application compared to a cloud platform, because what a platform does is allows you to work with others with that information and ultimately improve the workflow throughout rather than single application available in the cloud. And then you've got multiple applications to do that. So we're at a point, certainly in the UK, we've already launched it and we're expanding the complexity it can deal with. And by the end of next year, we'll be able to service every single size of accountancy firm in our cloud platform, which is super exciting. We will be taking that technology internationally as well, and we'll be expanding it out into different areas across the globe, mainly over in North America as well, to start to utilize some of that new technology for the benefit of our customers. Other vendors are doing similar things around bringing those together, around starting to go, look, there's a number of desktop solutions that we're trying to help take people to the cloud. They may or may not be going the same way as Iris, where Iris is making sure that it's desktop and cloud are working harmoniously rather than a shift from one to the other. That's, for me, one of the biggest excitements is you don't have to worry about that migration path anymore. We're doing it for you. And another, a few other vendors are looking at the same things. So, Next year will be 
a wrath of new technology that will come along. There'll be some emerging new tech as well as we start to see the world of machine learning, RPI, starting to go more mainstream in a lot of the different vendors. And we've already seen a lot of people talking about crypto being a new technology that can be utilized. But if we think of it more like for Bitcoins and digital currencies, this is becoming more mainstream for accountants to provide as a service for their clients around doing the compliance and the monitoring thereof. And the vendors are very aware of that and are working on how they can provide those solutions for it. Exciting times. Hugely so. 2023 looks like it's going to be a very exciting time. Let's just hope we don't have another pandemic. But ultimately, from what we can see so far, the future is definitely bright. Steve Cox, thanks so much for your time and your insights. That's been exceptional. No problem. Good to speak to you. And to you good to hear you all listening. You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. Sponsored by Accountex, bringing the accounting world together.